Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast with me, Juliet Corbett. This is the place where we get curious about strategy, about how it can help you deliver multiple goals, juggle various stakeholders, and most importantly, how strategy can make your daily work feel less exhausting and more impactful. So this week, we're talking about the importance of rest. Now, there is lots of scientific evidence about the importance of rest, especially when you think about its connection to creativity, creative thinking, strategic thinking and so on. I am going to share with you some of that evidence. But first of all, I'm going to tell you a story, because as we know, sometimes storytelling can be more impactful on stubborn behaviours, shall we put it, the kind of the overworking behaviour that many of us, including me, suffer from. So we're going to go with storytelling is the main thing we're going to be doing this week. So I'm going to rewind to the beginning of May. I had a big, busy month coming up. We were going to be doing three conferences. We had two, I think it was, or three, uh, three strategy workshops planned. It was going to be a really busy month. So what I do when that's going to happen, I know it's coming up, I record a big batch of episodes for the podcast in advance. So you've been listening to episodes that I recorded in April. I'm now recording this in June. It will go out in August. And actually, at the week it goes out, I'm going to be in holiday in France with my family, which is going to be fantastic. And actually, there's a lesson in there about batching, Um, um, and the efficiency of batching some of these processes for you in your work as well. But the most important thing I want to talk about is what happened to me in May. So at the beginning of May, I was attending the COBIS, the Council of British International Schools Conference, which was fantastic. If I met you there, if I saw you there, I think you'll agree it was a superb conference. On the way home, I injured my foot. I broke two bones in my foot and it really, really hurt. But I'm a bit stubborn. I tried to carry on with my work. I had to cancel my in-person events, my workshops, but I tried to carry on with the online work. I didn't listen to my body that was screaming out to me to rest. I'm not going to bore you with the story of what happened with investigating my foot, but basically it took two weeks to discover that I had multiple fractures in my foot. No wonder I was in so much pain. And during that time, I was really getting more and more fatigued, exhausted, 
And I think as well, my body was floating in and out of a fight, flight, freeze reaction. That response that we get as humans or as as many animals do when there's a a shock or a panic or a, a fear reaction. And during this time, I wasn't sleeping. My foot was extremely painful. Um, I was using all of my mental capacity to figure out how to make a cup of tea, get the milk from the fridge and get the cup of tea to the sofa. This was a half hour process, basically. (laughs) So my brain was exhausted. My body was exhausted and having to heal. And I didn't at that point at the first few weeks have the right medical assistance to to be making my body um, kind of being able to heal itself. And what I discovered was the more that I pushed and didn't rest, the more I encouraged everyone around me to think, I can carry on as normal, I can do my online sessions as normal, it's going to be fine. The more I found that I wasn't able to think strategically. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know that I've talked frequently about strategies, one of my absolute passions in my working life. And thinking strategically comes really naturally to me. And I've spent many years being curious about it. So researching it, working with people around how to think more strategically. So I know all the tricks, I know what to do. And even then, I couldn't think strategically. It just disappeared as that feeling of an innate skill that just vanished. And what I realised was, this was an extreme example of something I have felt in the past and I know other people have felt because I've worked with other um, professionals, other leaders who have been feeling this. And the lesson from this is if you're exhausted and especially if you're in any form of fight, flight, freeze response at work or at home or anything else that's going on in your life, you cannot expect your brain to think strategically. So if you're in that situation And it's likely for you, I'm hoping you haven't broken your foot. I do not recommend it. It's likely to be instigated by something high stress that's happening in your life or probably more likely in your work. And we often sort of beat ourselves up. Well, why can't I figure out the way out of this this challenge that I'm facing? Why can't I think more strategically? Why am I stuck in habits or behaviours that aren't serving me, that aren't helping me? professionally to move forward or to lead my team forward. And we sort of think, well, I'm doing it wrong. There is a good chance you're not doing it wrong. You might need a bit of guidance and help. And that's what I do help people with that. That's fine. But the first thing to try is rest. I discovered this because of an enforced rest. So I had to cancel all of my work for about five weeks As I record this now in middle of June, I'm still in a cast and so I'm unable to weight bear on my foot. So I'm still on crutches. I actually have a a thermos flask of coffee next to me because it's the only way I can get coffee to my desk still. But I figured that out. That's fine. And what I'm finding is that that strategic thinking bounced back. It bounced back in stages. Um, It didn't all come back at once. I had to actually go through that process of rest for my body to heal, for my mind to kind of process what had happened and and get back up to full capacity. But it did return and it didn't take the full four or five weeks for it to return either. And you can do the same. You can do the same. And when we rest, that strategic thinking comes back and we get clarity on things which had been kind of foggy, hazy before. 
And I had clarity on quite a few things to do with my business. And I'm actually going to be telling you a little bit more about that next week. This is the first of a three-part mini-series I'm planning around helping you to rest and reset over this August. As you're going to be listening to a little bit more of my lessons coming up in the next few weeks, but you might have noticed if you're a regular listener, I've simplified the podcast format. And that is a direct result of some of that clarity that I had as that strategic thinking came back and I was sitting on the sofa listening to a lot of podcasts. And I noticed that when I listen to my regular podcasts, I just fast forward through that really annoying introduction and that really annoying kind of trailer advert thing that they do halfway through. And I thought, oh my God, I'm doing that too. Stop it. Stop it. Hopefully this allows me to talk to you in a more direct way, a more personal way, a more human way. It's just you and me, just you and me. So I think that the key thing to to take away from my experience is, and I've seen this before myself in the past in a working environment, if you're feeling that strategic thinking just isn't happening, the first thing to try to fix that is to stop, is to rest. Okay, so I said that I was going to share a little bit of the scientific evidence. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cheat a little bit on that. I'm going to point you in two directions to go and look at the scientific evidence. And then I'm going to talk through a handful of things that I've gleaned from that evidence and that I use to help when I'm talking to coaching clients who are super stressed and are finding it hard to switch off and to rest. So the two places that I recommend you go for a bit more information, if you're interested in some more of the kind of scientific background to rest, Alex Sujong Kim Pang has written an amazing book called Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. I listened to it on the audiobook version, which is even more joyful and easeful than reading a book. I'm going to put a link to that in the episode notes. And if you're short of time, I'm also going to put a link to a Google talk that he did about the topic so that you can get the same content in about, I think it's about 45 minutes to an hour. The other place that you can go to listen to a little bit of a different perspective on this, um, the Ezra Klein show. I really enjoy his content. Um, I've been listening to a lot of his content around AI. We did a really interesting podcast back in January time around Sabbath and the art of rest, which again, just gives a slightly different perspective on what I'm talking about. So I'm going to put the link to that in the episode notes as well. But first of all, a handful of tips. So what the research has shown and what I have experienced when I've done it well, and I'll be honest, this is not something that comes naturally and easily to me. Rest is not my default kind of uh, state. But a couple of things that can help. Firstly, we don't want to normally rest in massive, great big blocks and then fail to rest for months and months at a time. It's much more effective to build some rest into your weekly routine. That's why we have weekends. <laughs> Most of us have kind of lost the art of rest at weekends. We're either busy catching up with work or driving kids from different activities or serving our community or serving our family. That's an ideal time. You have to build it in more regularly. You can't just wait for a holiday or in my case, until you've broken a foot. So you have to build it in. Now, during that time, what draws us back into work is a couple of different things. Firstly, we're creatures of habit. And the habit is, especially now that we have our smartphone, it's in our pockets the whole time, you've got to turn off those email and social media notifications. We haven't got to. I'm not one to tell you you've got to do anything, but I recommend that you turn off your notifications on your phone and consciously break the habit 
of checking your email. There might be a um, kind of a high tide mark at the end of the day. And after that watershed, you are not going to be checking your email. Now, a lot of people say things like, oh, I never check my email after 8 p.m. In my opinion, you shouldn't be checking your email after about 6.30. Really, I don't. Um, 8 p.m. is quite late in terms of how much time you've then got to genuinely restore yourself, sleep properly, ready for the next day. But anyway, that's just an opinion. Turn off the notifications, break the habit of checking that email. The other thing that I've learned, and I've learned this, and I've been trying this for years, and I've discovered that this is really critically important, and that is you need to do something else that engages you. If you're the kind of person that either enjoys your work, as I do, or is otherwise fully committed to your work, even if you don't love it, you need to replace that activity, that work activity, with something else that's going to engage your brain. And Alex Sudon Kimpang talks a lot about this in his book, Rest. Rest normally isn't a passive activity. You can do that a bit, you know, sitting on the sofa watching Netflix is great. But generally speaking, it's more effective at restoring. Of course, that's where the word rest comes from. It's restoration of yourself, of your body, of your mind. That happens more effectively when we're actively doing something else. And that's why people talk about, you know, having a, having a hobby, going on family vacations rather than just trying to holiday at home, making sure that you've got something else that's active, that you love, that's going to engage your brain so that you can be better at breaking that habit of dipping back into your work email. The other thing that helps is you need to be confident. You need to be not fearful of what's happening in the office while you're away. And when I work with leaders, this is one of the biggest fears is the sense of, well, if I'm away, I'm not checking my email. Maybe this is on a longer holiday rather than just a a weekend. I'm not checking my email for a couple of weeks. How do I know that things aren't going to blow up? while I'm away. So you need to make sure that the people who are back in the office and and working a normal regular working week while you're away on holiday, they need to know what they're doing. They need to know how to judge what's critical and might need your impact even during your rest break, what can wait and what they can make a decision on in your absence. And that's going to be fine. So working with your team and that includes your PA if you have one and the other people within your team to make sure that they know how to triage, basically. They know how to work out what's important while you're away and make decisions while you're away. Don't wait till you're back to make decisions on the things that are within their remit for decision-making. I also recommend having one emergency contact route. When you're away from the office, if you're in a senior leadership position, there may be situations where someone needs to contact you. That is just the reality of life. We can't fight against that. I recommend having one agreed recommended emergency contact route, whether that's WhatsApp, a phone call, um, someone that know one person that knows your personal email address that can email you on that address, whatever it might be. Agree what that mess that route is, and uh, actually your, your mobile phone is probably a backup, like a critical high level emergency contact if something is critically important, and maybe one text based, so WhatsApp or personal email uh, route would be best. But it cannot be that whoever contacts you on that route says, check your work email, everything's gone wrong. Because then what you do is you dip back into your work email. You're looking for the one email that they've sent you to explain this situation. And in the process, you see everything else. And talk about bursting the bubble. I mean, that is basically means your rest period is basically over once you've checked your work email. So instead, what I recommend is that 
actually that method of contacting you, so your personal email, for example, they contains that that email contains all the information you need to guide what should happen yet next, whether that's a decision, whether that's some guidance, or whether maybe it's it's some some um one who needs a call with you to set up a time for that call while you're on your rest period, your holiday. But that email that's sent through to you needs to be completely self-contained with all the information you need to make a decision on the thing that they're contacting you about. And only in an extreme emergency, and these do happen, but this is the kind of the once every two year level emergency, um, may you need to dip back into your work email while you're on a rest break, while you're on holiday. So you need to plan it out. If you're going to do it in this sense, you know, take two or three weeks off work, maybe during a, a quiet time. I'm publishing this in August intentionally because I'm thinking quite a lot of the world is on a summer vacation. Obviously, in the Southern Hemisphere, it's slightly different. But this is a really good time to practice this out, plan it out. And if you find that actually the team that you work with can't cope without you for a fortnight and there wasn't a genuine emergency, but they kept contacting you because they thought there was an emergency, then you really need to think about how you're going to empower that team a little bit more and set them up for success because you're not serving the school in terms of its long term success by just saying, oh, it's okay, I'll just check my email because the the school can't cope without me. It's actually not doing you a favour and it's not doing the school a favour either. So to wrap up, I want to pose some questions to you. I love hearing your feedback about what's resonated, any actions you're going to take. So specifically, how are you going to rest this month? Are you going to set some intentions about the time period that you're going to rest? Are you going to try and break some of those habits around email checking to ensure that you can rest? What boundaries are you going to put in place to make it more likely that you succeed in resting? How are you going to turn off this month? I love to hear your feedback. Let me know your answers to those questions. Maybe you have a completely different perspective on this. Let me know that too. And if this has been helpful, please do share it with a friend, friend at work, friend at home, doesn't matter. Spread the word. We need more rest. We need more well-being that's that's created by rest in our society. And if this has been helpful and you're not yet on my mailing list, do join my mailing list. I email out once a week, so it really isn't invasive. And each email is linked to these podcast episodes so you can see for yourself which episode you might want to be dipping into because they'd be particularly helpful for you. And if you've always wondered what it might be like to have a coach, I have a couple of coaching slots um, that are going to be opening up starting in September. Um, So if you'd like to explore what that might look like, just have a chat, no commitment required, and then just contact me on the details within the episode notes as well. Thank you for spending this time with me. I'll talk to you again next time and have a strategic week. Bye bye then. Hold up. 